Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. In this episode, I am speaking with John Mendez. John Mendez is a serial entrepreneur, realtor, investor, podcast host, and social media expert. He is deeply passionate about helping other like-minded individuals achieve life of abundance throughout the power of mind and social media. Well, that's uh, a new combination, I would say. So, John, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Yeah, I'm honored to be here, and I'm honored to see, uh, you know, I'm excited to see where I, our conversation takes us today. I know we're live here, so we got an audience that's going to be watching us. So I'm excited to provide some value and share some of my nuggets. Awesome. So, first of all, like, I want to ask you, because this is a Success Secret Podcast, I want to ask you on your perspective on success. What does it mean to you, and what do you think? People have the wrong idea about success. The majority of people out there about success. Yeah, so the majority of people have a wrong idea about success because they believe success is something that you achieve. Success Mm. isn't something that you obtain. It's something that you are in pursuit of. So let's say you want to help give back to charities. Mm. You're not successful once you give back to 100 charities. You're successful as you're giving to charities on the journey. Yeah. It's about the journey there, not the end goal. Because mm-hmm. once you get to that end goal, there's always going to be a new mountain to climb. There's always going to be another shiny object. There's always going to be a new idea. There's always going to be something new. So if your idea of success is achieving an end goal, then once you hit that end goal, there will only be another end goal for you to hit. And then again, mm-hmm. you feel like you're not successful. So yeah. it's about the journey, when you're doing the steps to get to the end goal, that is when you're successful. Exactly. So yeah. it's not about giving to 100 charities. It's about giving to charities. As you're giving to more and more charities, you're successful. It's about the journey, I guess, because like I, I was actually thinking about that in the car. Like when you put some kind of a goal, like for example, you want to make certain amount of money a month. Like in general, we humans, we want like more of anything that we get out of. So like if you put certain a goal that you want to achieve certain amount a month, uh, when you when you do that, when you reach that goal, the next time you will want to up that, you want to 10x that or whatever it is, because like we we are a goal-driven organism, I would say, like Brian Tracy, I guess. So <laughs> goal-seeking organisms. So like yeah. uh, there is always, there is always should be hunger for more and obtaining more. And while like life, as you mentioned also, that you would like to help people life of abundance because there is abundance. Sometimes people would think that I can't do that or can't achieve that because like there are a lot of people doing YouTube or for example, or podcasting or whatever. There are a lot of 
brick and mortar places that are doing this place. Like there are, for example, a lot of ice cream shop in the street. So if I open one there, I might not sell. So <laughs> this kind of mentality that happens sometimes. Yeah, you, so this is why you need some kind of a plan for your business or also your life, right? Yeah, 100%. And it's one of those things where people fail to realize that there is no competition when you're in your own lane. Mm. If you're in your own lane, there's never any competition. There's never anyone to look after because you're in a category of one. That's yeah. why so many people emphasize having a unique value proposition or a unique selling proposal. It's all the same thing. Just being unique, being you, or being in the category of one. When you are the only person that does things the way you do them, you already have an advantage over everyone on being yourself because no one can be you like you. So you already have an advantage. But so many people, they try to do what everyone else is doing in order to become successful. Mm -hmm. And it's not about reinventing the wheel. You don't have to create a brand new product or a brand new service, but you can just create the same product. Let's say you talked about ice cream, right? You talked about ice cream. Well, instead of just selling ice cream, maybe you sell ice cream that was comes from only goat milk or maybe ice cream that comes with only three flavors or maybe ice cream that has a special ingredient. Or maybe it's not even about you serve the same exact ice cream, but you have a photo wall in your ice cream shop so that everyone always takes nice photos and you have an experience around yeah. the ice cream. Right. When you're operating out of abundance, you mentioned abundance, right? You're not eating all from the same slices of the pie. (laughs) When you're operating abundantly, you're creating your own pie. You're not (laughs) taking from anyone else's. You're just creating. And when everyone's creating, there's enough for everyone to go around because you're not taking from everyone else's. It's not a zero sum game. Yeah, exactly. That's very important. Also, because like it's very important to have, I guess, passion. And be driven by by that because like sometimes some some hard things comes in the in the way, and also um, like we are humans, like we do not want to have a share of something that we want to give to people. Sometimes like we are sometimes greedy, and we think when we have certain amount of success, some people might think if I give away, it will be decreased from my side which is the opposite right and exactly and people because it's because that's how a lot of us are taught mm. especially when you don't have a lot right you're taught that oh you have to keep all your cards close to your chest you're taught that <laughs> you can't ask anyone for help you're taught that you have to be careful you're taught that the game is supposed to be sold not told right you just keep things to yourself and all these different beliefs all kind of compiled and build up. And then once we get into actual adulthood, we feel like the world is against us and everyone's a competition. And it's like, oh, I got to make sure I get mine because if not, someone else is going to take it. It's like, no, when you have to switch that paradigm, you have to switch that mindset so that you can start thinking abundantly so that you can start thinking and not have to worry about not having or lacking or mm-hmm. being scarce. Mm-hmm. When you switch that yeah. paradigm, it, it makes the way you enter the world differently. Yeah. So, so in your own purpose and your own journey, how would you say that you have discovered your own purpose? Yeah. So for me, for a little bit of context, I was super distracted, man. I was got my real estate license. I tried to get into real estate investing. I started my own social media marketing agency. I started a podcast. I was working at a restaurant. 
I was doing so <laughs> many different things. Yeah. And it looks really good for my bio. That's one thing it was good for. <laughs> on, it, I mean, on your CV, like in general, this is one of the things that people generally like to put on CVs, like many, too many things. Yeah, exactly. But in all reality, I wasn't successful or I wasn't finding success in any of those areas because my bandwidth was spread so thin. And it wasn't until I had to double down and focus. So for me, I was trying to really get the real estate stuff going. That was my primary focus. And then I read a book called The Purpose Factor. And it mm-hmm. really opened a lot of doors in me, man. And I started thinking, I started looking within. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not real estate. And then from there, I was like, okay, I'll start with the social media thing. Because at that time, I was teaching a bunch of realtors social media. I was teaching classes that have over 400 people signed up for my Zoom classes. And then I was like, okay, I have a good group of people that think I'm credible in this area. Let me turn this into a business. I thought it would be a good idea, right? I'm good at social media. These people are a lot older than me. They need help with social media. I got what they need. I could start a business from it. Well, then my first business, my, my first client, I was creating content for him. And then I realized I already create content for myself. I don't want to do this for other people. So I then <laughs> had to scrap that idea. And now I'm sitting down thinking, man, I'm doing all these things. My real estate stuff went to the ground. My social media stuff went to the ground. My podcast numbers were going down month after month. I was supposed to leave the restaurant, never ended up leaving. I still worked there. And it was like, nothing is going my way in life. And then I started looking and reflecting and soul searching and procrastination and one of the most beautiful blessings that we can have, because sometimes we procrastinate because it's hard. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we procrastinate because we're scared, but sometimes we procrastinate because we're not in alignment with what we truly are meant to do. Yeah, and that's what I, I realized. That's when the light bulb clicked. Mm. I was procrastinating. I was failing because I was doing everything in the world, but the thing that I was actually called to do. So then mm. I found this concept called Ikigai, and it stands for your reason for being. It's pretty much the intersection of four circles. The first is what you love to do mixed with what the world needs, mixed with what you can be rewarded for, mixed with what you're good at. And when you find that intersection for me, it happened to be podcasting. And ever since then, I've been so much more intentional, so much more focused, had so much more clarity. And I've been been able to make a lot bigger leaps and strides in my success and in my growth because I wasn't trying to do everything and I was living in my purpose. Yeah, that, that's very important. Like we discover like a certain path and stick to it. Sometimes, like you mentioned now, for example, you are dedicate yourself to podcasting, for example, right? So you might maybe in five years, for example, discover that that you are in alignment with something different than podcasting. And you can switch, that's fine. But now for you, it's, for example, podcasting. So it's fine like to, to do certain things and maybe change direction in a certain way, but do not put yourself in a place of doing a lot of things at the same time. And also, like I mentioned, it's also something for me like, I also discovered that, like writing on my blog or whatever these kind of things. So also when I started podcasting, also I thought, that, yeah, this is the place where I do what I want to keep doing, and I want to improve myself in it and keep doing that because it's fun, it's cool. You get to meet a lot of people, you get to meet a lot of guests like yourself, for example. So you get uh, great conversation, great uh, knowledge from different experiences because life is about experiences yeah 100 and you mentioned that you things may change and that's 100 true 
Like for me, podcasting in the present is something that I am 100% committed to growing. But the vehicle may change in the future. Yeah. But the purpose doesn't change. Like my purpose isn't podcasting. My purpose is to enlighten and empower young adults, right? That is my purpose. I want to help the youth. I want to help other people my age and younger that mm. kind of have this bug in them and don't want to take the traditional route. Like I grew up in the inner city, right? Mm. A lot of people where I grow up in poverty and in similar situations, they don't want to take the traditional route, but we're force fed it so mm. much that it's hard to see anything else. So for me, I want to help those people that want to break free from that traditional route, that want to get into entrepreneurship, want to build a wealthy, abundant life. That's the people I want to really help. How I help them right now may be podcasting, but let's say five years from now, maybe public speaking, maybe five years from now, maybe coaching and maybe volunteer work. How I do it, that's just a vehicle that may change vehicles. We, you know, every 10 years or so people buy a new car, right? The vehicle may change. So be it. But the purpose, the people I'm trying to impact and I feel called to serve, mm-hmm. that does that's, that remains the same. Yeah, exactly. So like speaking of this, the people that try, you are trying to help. So do you think people, for example, in general, and especially in your age, okay, are lost sometimes like there's a lot of talk about social media being distracting to young people. A lot of them think like most of the people who are on social media living their certain lives that they are perfect and trying to emulate that when actually life is life, things happen right or wrong, left or right, north or south. So how would you like to help them with that? What do you do to help them? Being transparent is the best thing you can do. That's why I started my podcast. I haven't reached the end goal that I want to reach. I haven't made my major milestones or major accomplishments in life yet. Personally, yes, of course, they're major to me, but major to the world, I haven't done that much yet. I know mm-hmm. that I'm on the right track. And so I'm documenting my journey in real time with my podcast. I'm sharing the downs. I'm sharing the dark side. I'm sharing the things that most people never share on mm-hmm. my show because we need to hear the both sides of the story. It's not... You get into entrepreneurship and the sunshine and rainbows. You start your own business. It's like, you know, the statistics, nine out of 10 businesses fail. Majority of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Majority of Americans can't afford a $500 emergency expense. And this is not sunshine and rainbows. So being transparent, being a person, a human, not just being a highlight reel definitely helps out. And I feel like a lot of young people are lost. I think it's partially due to this age, this age, most people aren't really thinking long term because they're young and they have so much life ahead of them and it's like mm-hmm. even if they screw up they know they can figure it out later so i think that's one of the reasons why people this age are lost but i feel like people of all ages are lost because a lot of older people with them <laughs> it's, it's not the same reason like when you're young it's because you're not really caring about that stuff but when you're old you come to the realization that the way you were living life isn't the way you should have been or could have been mm-hmm. and then having to come to that realization it's a tough one to come to so we're all Um, trying to in search and in pursuit of this this purpose this reason for why we were put here we're all in search of the truth no matter what age we're in some people find it a lot sooner than others some people don't care to find it and i'm one of the people that i just so happen to be curious and start embarking on this journey a lot sooner than most people my age not saying that i'm better than people my age i just said I was just interested in finding out about these deeper topics and these deeper reasons for why we're here. Exactly. Like you mentioned, it's not about, it's not limited to age. Sometimes a lot of us older people think that 
I have done this for a long term, whatever it is, and it's not this is what I should be doing, but because you are older in age, so you might think that no, it's now that not the time to switch route and change change the direction. So you just keep doing what you are used to do because like humans in general don't like to switch habits. They don't like to switch their routines. It's something that you we like to stick with what we know. We don't we don't like change, but yeah. those who can find the comfort and discomfort tend to do a lot better off in life because the discomfort is where we grow. So if you can just force yourself to become more adaptive, you can force yourself to get into these new environments where you're forced to adapt, when you're forced to evolve and transform. That's mm. going to help fast track your progress. Exactly. So like, for example, you mentioned discovering. So how can one discover themselves? Like, for example, the thing of the, of the route is like this reading books or looking at other people's uh, stories and these kinds of things and experiences. How can someone exp- uh, discover themselves and what they actually truly want to do? It's one of those things where I don't think you discover yourself. I think you uncover yourself because discover means to find and you don't have to find yourself. You just have to look within. You are you within. We have a lot of layers that we put on top of ourselves due to maybe trauma and maybe indoctrination. Maybe we didn't have both parents in our life and maybe we grew up in a harsh environment. But a lot of the times, the person that we're meant to be, that we're meant to become is the little kid in us. Before we became an adult, before we grew up, before all the life experience, that little kid in us, that innocent little kid, it's usually who we're really meant to be. So it's not that you have to go find yourself, is that you have to work internally and peel back all the layers and onions. You have to jump into the abyss. You have to go into the abyss and go into that darkness that and relive some of those memories and relive some of those past experiences and reflect. Why, how did that make me feel? How did that affect me? Are these thoughts serving me? Are these limiting beliefs things that are benefiting me? Are these things that are helping me back? And really just start the reflection process. That's really where it begins. And then once you start reflecting, you become aware. And then you start calling that stuff out. For example, let's say you have a limiting belief on, let's say your parents always told you to never for ask for help. Mm. Now you're growing up and you're trying to do everything on your own. And as you know, as an entrepreneur or in business, you need help to grow. There's you only so a, much you, you can do. You need a network. It's about who you know and who knows you. It's good both ways. Exactly. Like there's no self-made millionaires. Don't listen to anyone that says they're a self-made millionaire. They, ha- they had someone help them somewhere, some way. And even if they didn't have anyone on their team that helped them on their business, I guarantee you the clothes they wear, they didn't make. They didn't make the food that they, they ate, right? They didn't make the car that they probably drive or the planes that they probably fly on. No one's a self-made millionaire. Don't let them fool you. Everyone needs help. But you <laughs> that, may have that, that limit. That's, that's a, a strong statement from you because we see a lot of uh, YouTube videos and a lot of talk about how certain ex made himself a self-made uh, millionaire or a billionaire. So there is a lot to talk about that. It, it's a cool, catchy tr- title that catches attention. But it's not true. We all, in some way, shape, or form, use the help of others. Right? Most of us didn't build the house that we're living in. Maybe back in the 1800s we did. But nowadays, we have construction workers build our house. Right? They we're not doing everything on our own. We couldn't mm-hmm. possibly be able to survive if we did this on our own. So mm-hmm. realizing that, let's say that limiting belief of I don't actually help, 
now you're stuck and you can't get past a certain number of dollars per month because your business, you don't ask for help. Now that you did the work internally, you started reflecting. Now you're aware of it. Once you become aware, you can start the transformation process. That's where you begin asking yourself, does this, is this thought something that is serving the old me or serving the me that I'm trying to become that the me that I'm working on becoming mm-hmm. right. And so once you become aware, you ask yourself that question. And if it's a belief that's holding you back, let go of it. And it's hard. It's a lot easier said than done, but awareness is power because you don't know what you don't know. And if you never look inside the abyss, you'll never know what you need to work on. Any individual should put themselves in a place where they are imagining themselves and, or what they are do, want to do a year from now, five years from now. There are certain goals that we use to certain goals that we we reach easily. And there are certain goals that are beyond our reach easily. So these kind of goals and we want to reach like we have to go beyond our limits or go beyond this box or go beyond our uh, comfort zone to reach that. We have to become someone else. Not someone else on how we treat people, but someone else on on how to go to the next level of thinking, maybe, right? The mindset that you mentioned, the the thought process, maybe, right? These kind of things. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where you mentioned too, like setting the goals. Set them high. Why not? Screw it. Yeah. Right. Set them high and then cut your cut your time in half. Let's say you want to reach. I don't know. Let's say you wanted to reach a hundred thousand downloads within five years podcasting, right? Or let, let's say like fifty thousand, or double the goal. You shoot for ten, a hundred thousand, and then cut the time in half. Now instead of five years, do two years, right? And you may fail. You may not hit the goal, but I guarantee you, it'll make your brain start working a lot harder and a lot smarter to get to that goal. So by the time you get to year five you're probably well over 50,000, which was the original goal. So set them mm-hmm. high and set them and cut, shorten the time and your brain will try its best to figure it out. Yeah, I'm not sure who said that quote, but uh, like people don't like to train the brain because it is the hardest some things to do for people because the mind is like the muscle. Like if you want to grow your muscle, you go to the gym or whatever mm-hmm. to train, right? The athletes go and do their trainings daily. The mind, the same thing. If you don't train the mind to do certain things, to think differently or different perspective from here and there and different and think beyond, the mind stays still, I guess. Yeah, 100%. So from your own experience now, like you have been podcasting, what do you think is the most important elements when someone wants to start a business? Who you're doing it for and why you're doing it. Because that's going to help you really make it through the tough times. It's hard business. This game is not easy at all. It is simple, but it's very hard. And you can get distracted very easily. Like for me, I was, I had shiny object syndrome. So staying focused is something that I had to work on a ton. And so if you're going to start off in business, you should definitely think about who you're doing it for, what's your ideal avatar? Like for me, it was me before I started this. It was the me that didn't know about entrepreneurship, that didn't know about personal finances, that was in college and didn't really know where their life was going to take them. That That's the person I'm doing it for. And then the how I'm, how I'm going to do it, that came through a lot of soul searching, but 
you know, it could be a course, it could be coaching, it could be a webinar, it could be a service that you're providing, it could be a product. But when you have that, that who that you're doing it for, and then you have that why, and that how, when things get rough, and during the beginning stages, when it's hard to get off the ground, you'll be able to endure that because you won't see a check coming in. But slowly but surely, you see people who start realizing like, hey, you're actually helping them. Or, hey, you're actually providing value or you're making mm-hmm. a change in their lives. And then if you know that you're doing it for the fulfillment and not the check, it'll help you endure the hard times when money mm-hmm. isn't coming in. Yeah, exactly. Because eventually, like we talked also earlier, that having the passion keeps you moving forward. Because if you don't have that, you will stop somewhere. You, you won't pursue your purpose or your goals or whatever that anyone wants to achieve. Because... The end goal is always something has nothing to do all the time with money. Yeah, maybe money is the end goal. Maybe at the end of the tunnel, maybe that last small light there. But uh, but you have to have something beyond that. Like you mentioned also serving people in certain ways, certain times. Because when you provide services to people, when you're being authentic and have empathy with really wanting to genuinely help them with whatever you do you will have uh, financial uh, let's say freedom or financial uh, more money in your pocket these kind of things yeah it's all about providing value and goodwill compounds faster than money does so if you can be a good person that will compound a lot faster than you put some money in the index fund right because people it's also stems back to the law of reciprocity too, because people, when you provide them value, they want to give you value back. They don't want to feel like they're taking, taking, taking all the time. And so if you provide value and you know how to portray and articulate that value to someone so that they can perceive it as valuable, because let's say, for example, if I go up to someone who may be out of shape with a keto-friendly, low-glucose, low-carb protein bar, like, hey, you should eat this. You're not in the best shape. This is good for you. Well, they may not eat it because they're like, Ugh. It, it, yeah, they know that it, it's healthy, but it's not something they want. So if you know how to sell it to them, if you know how to, because everything is sales, right? Taking the girl out on a date, that's sales. You're selling yourself, right? Taking a business opportunity. If you're getting an in, like an interview, you're selling yourself to the employer. It's all sales. So if you know how to portray your value so that a person can perceive it as valuable, then you'll be a lot better off than someone who doesn't understand that. Yeah. Actually, I think one of the uh, core elements of adding value is actually selling because you can't serve people when you don't sell and providing them and they actually have that service. Like in general, people want the end result of something like when anyone buys a course or goes to school. We, why do people go to schools and universities? Because <laughs> they have an end goal. When you finish your four years of college or university, you would be employed by someone, right? <laughs> so this is yeah. something. But nobody actually likes to go to school. I assume like 99.99% of the people want. And actually, I uh, earlier today, I was speaking with a friend of mine, uh, and I mentioned to him that... Uh, I am not a big believer in uh, going to college or universities anymore because there is too much to life 
more than college. Maybe a lot of people like to go there for the experiences in college themselves, but it's not for the education because the education now you can get it a lot, a lot of places and for free almost. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, information is everywhere now. And everyone who still preaches that old way of going to college and the traditional route is definitely outdated. There's some careers where like law, yeah. doctors, CPAs, of course, they're going to still have to go to. But if you want to get into marketing no. and you're going to go to college for it, first of all, if you're under the age of like 25 and you go out to a 60-year-old and say, hey, I know Instagram, I know social media, you need some help. Most of these business owners are going to say yes, because a lot of these people didn't grow up with this stuff. So if mm. you're under 25 and you're doing it for marketing, bro, like literally just make a learn how to make a couple of videos on, on Instagram reels and TikTok. Learn how to put the fancy captions on there. It's super easy. Mm. And then you start going to these business owners. It's like, hey, I make content for people. Boom. Now you got a sustainable business that you're running. And it's not, of course, it's not that easy, but people find value. And just being young, people already perceive you as valuable in certain things. So instead of fighting against the grain, go with the grain. Like if someone were to find you valuable with social media, maybe that may not be your passion, but for the time being, use it as a means to and to get you to on track to pursue. Like I'm doing it in real time. Like I taught classes to hundreds of realtors via Zoom. And then now it's going to be where I don't really, I like the teaching aspect. I don't really want to create content for people. So I'm going to create a course for a lot of these realtors that I've been helping teach and then do it that way. That way I don't have to go create content for them, but I can also so help teach them and serve them at a high level with mm. the course. And that way I'm not fighting against the grain. They thought I was valuable with social media. So I taught a class and they loved it and it's been going well since. Mm. Why would I create a whole idea from scratch when the people tell me what they need? Just listen to yeah, what the exactly. people want. Yeah. It's like sometimes when you talk, when you talk about innovation, innovation, like we mentioned also, it's not just doing the next SpaceX or uh, whatever it is. So it's it's just about being like 0.00001% from, let's say, the competition, something like that. So you have to find certain angles to do business. And like we mentioned there, it's about abundance. So, uh, John, what do you think is the best resources, books, or tools that you use or recommend to people to use? The best books I would recommend, Think and Grow Rich. If you're not used to thinking abundantly and you want to kind of get like how we're thinking right now and how we're talking about abundance and there's not competition, Think and Grow Rich is a great book for that. If you want to get into personal finances and you want to start managing your money better, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. That is an amazing book that helped me out on my journey. If you want to learn more about like entrepreneurship and just like the switching your perspective, I would definitely probably recommend for more so like the entrepreneurship route, definitely Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Mm. That book's a really good book. In terms of podcasts, uh, listen to this one. <laughs> listen to this one, man. You got a lot of good stuff going already. And then YouTube peoples, I would definitely... It's hard because a lot of these YouTubers, they, they change up pretty often. So <laughs> it's hard. I, I won't recommend any YouTubers for now, but for books and stuff <laughs> like that, those are probably the three books that I would recommend easily. Awesome. Awesome. So do you think there's something you can add to this that we missed speaking about? Yeah, we, we mentioned entrepreneurship and how to get started. If that's something that people are interested in, I do have a free training. 
It's the four businesses you need to start start your dream business, the dream business starter guide. And pretty much we talk about copywriting, PR, paid media, and arbitrage. Those are the four skills that will help out any business owner, whether you got looking to get started or whether you're looking, you're already started and looking to improve some of your the fun the fundamentals and the basics. So that's probably yeah. the only thing, but yeah, just really awesome. we, we hit a lot of good topics today. So yeah. I think just really it's, this. It's, it's it's important in whatever we do in life or in business to always focus on the basics. The basics are the fundamentals of anything that we do as humans. So where can people uh, get in touch with you and learn more about you, John? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. If you want some of the entrepreneur tips, go to bit.ly bit.ly forward slash walk to wealth gift. If you go there, that's how you get the free training or just check out the Walk to Wealth podcast. I'm on all the social media channels. I'm on the Apples and the Spotify's and the everything. So that's the the best way that you can get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, John, thank you very much for joining me in this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. I had a great time, man. It was a great conversation. Thanks again.